welcome all. Final hour of the Bill Michaels Show on a Friday. Getting you ready for the weekend. You've got bowl games going on right now. University of Miami of Ohio up 13-10 to 10 over UAB. In the start of the fourth quarter, the Capital One Bowl Mania getting underway today. They're down in the Bahamas, 85 degrees, partly sunny. They say it feels like 92 down there right now. 92 in the Bahamas as we watch football. There's probably 327 people in the stands right now for this magnanimous matchup. (laughs) Careful. There's nobody there. (laughs) There's nobody there. Uh, Every now and then they'll show the stadium and it's, you know, like maybe a couple of family members and, uh, you know, a couple of locals that said they had nothing going on that day and that's it. There's nobody else there. Just an FYI. It's actually the hometown lenders Bahamas Bowl. Yeah. For the it, record. It, yeah, it means nothing. <laughs> it just doesn't. I think it's a perfect appetizer. Troy. Uh, it and, is an appetizer. That is a good way to put it. Troy and UTSA. Bill, you know, that's the only bowl game between conference champions. Troy, UTSA, and the Duluth Trading go. Cure Bowl. I am all a flutter. Just so you know. I mean, the, the playoff. <laughs> A lot of non-conference champions. Something worth worth noting. It's going to be a good game. Okay, I'm I'm fired up. I you know what are you doing tonight, Ben? Are you uh, are you like efforting to a sports bar and you're going to watch a little bowl, a little basketball? What are you doing tonight? I'm actually driving down to Chicago, uh, staying with a couple friends down there for, and then Eagles Bears is on Sunday. Okay, so I'm going to be there. Are for you that. going to the game? I'm not actually, uh, okay. but I will be in Chicago. So you're wearing a, a hoodie, Kevlar vest, and you're going to be good to go. <laughs> cool. Nice. Nice. If you call an Eagles jersey a Kevlar vest, then. Same thing. I yeah, guess there, there we are. There you go. Uh, by the way, speaking of some other worthless information, uh, the World Cup Twitter information map, 74% of the states in the U.S. are rooting for Argentina to host the World Cup trophy as opposed to uh, France. Just an FYI. Apparently, Minnesota, North Dakota, and South Dakota are rooting for France. The Northeast, Maine, New Hampshire, Connecticut, stuff like that, all Vermont, all rooting for France. Washington, rooting for France. And Louisiana, the majority of Louisianians are rooting for France. I have no idea why. Virginia, also France. Everything else, everything else, Argentina. Just wanted to throw it out there. I I know you get a lot of worthless information on this program, and I just wanted to continue to contribute my portion of it to you. (laughs) As UAB scores a touchdown to take a 17-13 lead. Oh, there you go. We've got live scoring on the Bill Michaels Show. For the hometown lenders, Bahama Bowl. For those of you driving around in the uh, in the blustery snow, awesome, loving it. Uh, <laughs> Jason says, "There's five minutes of my life I can't get back." I'm sorry, Jason. Just sometimes it happens, man. On this program, it just does. Nothing we can do about it. 877-867-1670. Let's go to Dwayne and Oshkosh to bring Sanity back. Uh, Dwayne, how you doing today, man? What's up? Oh, forget that noise. You want Sanity back. You come to the wrong place. There we go. At least you know your limitations. Uh, there, 
there is a uh, there is a story behind the Argentine thing. If Ben wants to look into it, it oh, here we an go. article that was written by the New York Times reporter, and that's why people are ticked. Um, okay, interesting. Uh, the Bahamas Bowl. Hey, Bill. I mean, come on. I'm 92 degrees in my living room. What do you? What more do I want? Oh, uh, then you should. What were what you you're like sitting in a uh, a plastic diaper or what? Ninety two degrees in living room, just cranking up to feel. Just I'm I'm not like you. I don't have to work for a living anymore. Mm. So okay. Well, if you call relax, this work, then you, know? you, you if you call this work, then you are uh, you are sadly mistaken. <laughs> well, I understand, but you know, I mean, I I did my toils behind the mic. Hey, with yeah. that in mind, I got to ask you a question. Sure. Um, did Larry used to do the Kansas City Chiefs? Yes, he did. That's when it was. Well, on your your program, because you're a class guy, if Wayne's listening, I want to thank him for helping a hapless lad many, many years ago who was doing a sports talk thing that was on a satellite that was on a real satellite, wasn't on radio stations. Mm-hmm. And I had a little nighttime sports show, and Bill, that guy – came on my show, gave me his home number to call him at. I don't remember. I was doing the, like, you know, division by division, and he was one of the most class guys I ever talked to in my life. Oh, what was yeah, the number? Yeah, a good dude. And, well, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what was the number? I think the, the number's changed since then, yes. Yeah, it was just, I I, I just did division by division as, as a lead-up to the season, and somebody, get, I got a hold of Wayne at, Kansas City, I think of the Chiefs, and he said, I can't talk to you now, and he gave me his home number. And actually, I remember his wife answering, and all, just class, yep. just total class. Yep. And yep. I people. was Him and Julie, you know, great I, people. Yeah, I was just, you know, I was just getting my feet wet in the whole thing. But, man, it was between him and who's the guy that wrote the book with uh, Jerry Kramer? Um. Oh, man. Uh, Dick Chap. Dick Chap. Dick Shep, yes, thank you very much. Another class guy. I kept thinking Jeremy, another, and I knew it wasn't Jeremy. Yeah, another total class guy. Dick Shep yeah. was great. Um, I was going to get on this a couple of days ago. I am extremely happy, happy with Matt Arnold right now with the Brewers. Uh, if Brewer fans don't realize that he's now turned the hater trade into his starting catcher, who's got one of the best right-handed bats in the National League. I mean, this kid can rake. Right. Yep, he's, he's got catching deficiencies. Yeah, Contreras is good, and they got a prospect in there. Watch for his name in the future. His name is Gasser, and he is so he's actually got two really solid things that came out of this trade now. So I'm I'm pretty happy with the, what they're doing. Um, well, that and the fact that they picked up what was that kid Owen Miller, who's actually from here, and he's all, he grew up wanting to be a Brewer his whole life. He's so glad to be back from the Guardians and that deal as well, and. He's just glad to be here, and they've 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 upgraded. Uh, you know, obviously, we'll see what Jesse Winker does, but you certainly hope that his bat can rake and hit for a better average. And it seems like right now things are flowing in a good direction, and they're still tied to Justin Turner too. Winker was hurt last year, and that's why he got up to a really bad start. But yeah, if he gets the power numbers back, he had in Cincinnati. Look out! The only problem with Owen Miller means that one of my favorite guys might be going out the door. And I would love to have seen him get four to five hundred bats, and that would be Keston Hira. I just right. don't know if Keston's got a spot on the club anymore because of that. Right. No, I, I – and you know what? Maybe he'll just find greener pastures somewhere. He's just been so up and down. 
and they just thought he was going to be something. And every time he finally gets his opportunity and he really kind of rakes down in the minors and he comes back, he just, for whatever reason, can't, can't get acclimated into the majors, can't get consistent. And maybe it's just he needs playing time every day. Who knows? Maybe Yelich given him an too because his, his, better, his numbers were better than Yelich last year. Right. And, and a oh, lot less at bats. I mean, just yep. um, as far as uh, I guess what Seattle losing last night helps us. I yes. whatever you know. Uh, yep. I don't know what else you know has got to got to come. I mean, obviously, win football games. Well, but, you got to lose. Uh, Seattle's got to lose again, and, and Dwayne appreciate the phone call. Seattle's got to lose again, and we all figure the Giants are a paper tiger. So, can the Giants lose three of their next four? If the Packers win out, Seattle loses one more, Giants lose three out of their next four, then the Packers would be in. Packers would be in with a final wild card spot. And all possibilities would be that they could face Minnesota in Minnesota in the opening round of the wild card weekend. That would be something. God knows it would be great if the Packers could do that. And for whatever reason, Remember when the I'm not going to say I'm not going to draw a lot of correlation here, but remember, it was the Chicago Bears that lost to the Packers at Lambeau, and the Bears said, "Well, we we didn't really take them serious, and well, it was no big deal, and eh, you know we're a good team." And it was Brian Urlacher who said, "I think we just let the Giant wake up. Packers go on a run, win the NFC Championship game down there in Chicago, right? Wouldn't it be ironic?" is if the Vikings could put them away, knock them out. Packers beat the Vikings. After the game, you get a guy like Zadaria Smith that says, I think we just let the Giant wake up. Packers go into U.S. Bank Stadium and pull off the upset win. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Could it happen? Could it happen? Stranger things have happened. You never know. Throwing it out there. Ben, did I just give you goosebumps? Think about that now. Think about that. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it could happen. I don't have goosebumps. You are the big bucket of cold water of this show. No, no. Like, it would be awesome Everybody, if it Everybody's turtle just went in. Ben <laughs> Kenny hit you with a bucket of water. Everybody's turtle went in. There's no excitement anymore. Ah, <laughs> so. oh, there you go. Some right, say that's needed, you know? No, uh, you know what? That is the, we'll call it the bucket of reality. We can go in that like direction. People too. bring up Justin Turner. I liked Justin sure. Turner five years ago. He's 38. Right. And he's still a yeah. good player, but, you know, he could be near the end. That's all. He, he yes. That's it. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. We're going to come back. You know who we got, we got coming up the rest of the way? Yeah. Mike Clemens is going to be joining us uh, live in Lambeau, as they say. So Mike's going to be here. We're going to talk with him about uh, a lot of, you know, different stuff. Hey, if you are intrigued by this Miami of Ohio UAB hometown lenders Bahamas Bowl, you are a football enthusiast. And there's more bowl games on this afternoon. And there's games coming up this weekend. And if you're looking for a place to watch it all, that is the Social House on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Lisbon, H-A-U-S on Lisbon Road, the Social House. 
H-A-U-S, over there on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Stop in, tell Dan Dell and the gang, howdy. And if you go in there on Sunday morning, maybe you're going to watch a whole day of football there as well, and you get there early, you got a cocktail, you get free pancakes. It's that simple. I love that place. And they are the home of the original cheese curd burger. Good stuff from our friends at the Social House. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Rodgers loves his cadences as well. He'll snap it on fourth down. Rodgers steps up. End zone. Watson. He's got it again. He is absolutely on fire. His seventh touchdown in the last four games, and the Packers are right back in it. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Bay Motel Green Bay. Bay Motel Green Bay, quiet, cozy, comfortable. They bring you Mike Clemens and a good place to go, good place to stay. The uh, the food over there, the Bay Family Restaurant, uh, is homestyle cooking all the damn time. It's a great place to go. Go to baymotelgreenbay.com. That is baymotelgreenbay.com. Or call them 920-494-3441, 920 41. Mike Clemens now joining us on the hotline. Michael, how you doing, bud? I don't know. I got to stop going there. I guess I'm, I'm putting on weight because they've got this <laughs> nice coffee shop. They make this carrot cake. You know, it's like, what am I doing? What am I doing eating dessert? But they've got really good pies. Do you like French onion pies. soup? I do. I love French yeah. onion soup. Yeah, it's the best. So they start with that, and then they bring out like a pot roast for a chicken dinner and stuff like that. So, you know, they're, they take good Do they still have that good there. chili over there, too? They got homemade chili. They got, like, four or five different really, you know, good soups. And then sometimes they kind of experiment with stuff. But then they put these, you know, nice – there's a turkey cranberry sandwich with melted cheese on there that I'm a big fan on there. Big slices of real turkey and then some cranberries and then, I don't know, some provolone or some kind of cheese on grilled sourdough Oof. bread. You know what? I'm going to have to go, Bill. I'm getting hungry. I'll, yeah, I'll right? call you back later. <laughs> my pants are fitting tighter. If I was wearing pants right now, my pants would fit tighter, but I'm not. <laughs> that would be a first. Right? Anyway, there you go. So, hey, you you know, you open up the stats uh, yesterday, and guess who's like this all, all of a sudden sixth in scoring in the National Football League, offensively speaking? The Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. So we're standing there at Aaron Rodgers' locker and saying, you know, hey, like in the last month out of nowhere, you're kind of, you know, almost to number one with a bullet on the, the old top 40 charts. What right. do you think are some of the main reasons that the Packers' offense is suddenly ranked sixth in scoring in the NFL, Aaron? Christian, <laughs> he's scored, what, seven or eight touchdowns in the last, uh, last four or five weeks. That's added a deep element to our, our passing game which was missing, um, and then just consistency from Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, I think, has been a part of our sustained uh, success for those guys all season. They've been really, uh, really good for us all year. Um, there's some, you know, there's some unsung heroes for sure that I think have, have been very consistent this year, like Big Dog, you know, dominating line of scrimmage the way he has. I think Elton's really played well the last four or five weeks. I think John's had a really nice season for us. I think him and Yash have settled in on the right side for us. Um, so we're just being a little more consistent up front, I think. And then, you know, with Christian giving us some uh, 
some down the field dynamics has allowed us to be a little more efficient and scoring points. When he talks about the offensive line a little bit and being tough up front, um, they're going to have to do it again without David Bakhtiari, who is still uh, recovering from the appendectomy. Uh, Zach, Tom, Mike, uh, you know, this one is, you know, you don't have Aaron Donald to contend with necessarily, so at least he gets a little bit of a reprieve there. But Zach, Tom, depending on how long he's got to play, he's going to have to fill the bill because uh, they're going to need everybody, all hands on deck, to try to get to points and put themselves in position to be successful because the defense, until the defense steps up and really starts shutting people down, it's going to be on, the onus is on the offense now. Yeah, number 50, who is 23 years old from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He went to high school in Baton Rouge, and then he gets picked up by Wake Forest, and he's playing there. And, you know, the Packers scouts see him. They take him in the fourth round. If I'm not mistaken, Bakhtiari was a fourth-round pick, too. And I just happened to mention, after talking to him a little bit during uh, the OTAs and the mini camps, okay, smart kid, kind of quiet, rookie, respectful, doesn't want to get out ahead of things. And then there was big Sean Ryan, and, and, and he's actually bigger, and you thought, well, maybe Sean Ryan's going to get the attention. And it wasn't until they put on the pads we started training camp. On day two, I tweeted out, man, this 50 kid, his footwork is unbelievable. He's giving Rashawn Gary fits and getting around. And it's almost deja vu. It's almost like going back to the day where I saw this number 69 kid out of a losing program in Colorado that, Clay Matthews tried three times in one-on-ones to get around and couldn't do it, and that was Bakhtiari. So the thing about those, Zach, Tom, to me, even though they say he's 6'4 and 304 pounds, he looks a little smaller to me. But, man, they just keep plugging him in, and he and he and he's doing a pretty good job. Um, what was it uh, somebody was telling me? Well, you know, the Sean Ryan kid, of course, he's not on six-game suspension. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just sort of disappeared here. But we asked LaFleur about uh, you know, how well has Zach Tom performed when he's had to play left tackle as a rookie? Certainly not like a rookie. I mean, he's stepped in there and, you know, you talk about just not flinching in any, in, in any moment. He's done that. He's stepped right in and I feel like for the most part, he's played at a pretty high level. So I'm excited about Zach and the flexibility that again, another guy that can come in and play multiple positions. You can't have enough guys like that. Especially on the offensive line. And, you know, he's done a a pretty good job. I mean, there wasn't a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers in the game against uh, Chicago. Um, You know, and I I don't know at what point uh, David Bakhtiari is actually going to be back. But that being said, uh, you know, Zach Tom has been an admirable fill-in. And not that I'm equating him to, say, Brian Balaga coming in for Mark Tauscher, but Zach Tom has played pretty well. Yeah, you know, we see Bakhtiari. I mean, he has this appendectomy uh, right before the Friday before the Bears game. Uh, and then, oh, by the way, you know, his wife is due any minute, and then she ends up having their baby daughter. So he's going through that. But yesterday, uh, driving to practice, it was still Aaron Rodgers and David Bakhtiari out there in the golf cart in 36-degree weather. So Bakhtiari is going and watching practice, but, you know, it could be weeks before he gets cleared for contact contact uh now he was you know watching again today um and elton jenkins who rested his knee yesterday he was back on the field for today's full practice mercedes lewis probably taking a veteran day so we asked rogers yesterday after practice you know does zach tom remind you of any other offensive lineman you've played with in the past 
I mean, uh, not not necessarily body type wise. You know, he, he's he's kind of the body type of uh, Billy Turner, and Billy got by by his smarts. Man, he was he is just such a heady player. Knows his game, knows his limitations, knows his strengths. He was so good at mixing up his sets, using his leverage, using his arm length. Zach, I got to give him a lot of credit because he's had multiple games this year where 90 minutes before the game, hey, buddy, you're in. <laughs> and it's crazy. I've just never been a part of something like that in my career. So I give him a lot of credit because he's played both guard and tackle for us and, and stepped in and done a really nice job. Now, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, who's in there for us, you know, taking over for Bach or, or right tackle. We're always going to have to help our edges in the passing game. And so we're going to make sure that he, he gets settled in. But he's had a lot of one-on-ones, and he's done a really nice job for us. So I got nothing but uh, respect for him and, and his approach because that's hard to do. You go all week, you don't take a lot of reps, and then, oh, hey, you're in there starting. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of credit goes to his approach. Mike, um, you know, like I said, uh, it's questionable as to whether or not Aaron Donald is going to be there. So I guess he could get a little bit of a reprieve. Donald's got that ankle injury. Yeah. And he's been out a while. And, you know, looking at the injury report right now, I mean, the Packers are far healthier than the Rams will be coming in here. Uh, yesterday, the, 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 there was nine or ten Packers on the list, but they all participated in, in the practice. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, you know, LaFleur seems to be saying, I don't know if we can throw him out there 100% his first game back since November 6th with the high ankle sprain, but, you know, we'll sprinkle him in. But as for you look at the Rams, I mean, they had six or seven players, and most of them starters, including Aaron Donald, best defensive lineman in the league in the sport, out with the ankle injury. So you ask LaFleur, you know, is there any indication that Donald's going to play? Do you even game plan for Aaron Donald for Monday night? I think a primetime game? I, I don't know. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, but we'd be fools not to prepare for a guy like that. He is a guy that absolutely 100% impacts the game. Um, generational player, first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best to to ever play the game. So I think you always have to have a plan for him. Um, how much he plays, you know, if he doesn't play, then we'll, you got to have a contingency plan for if he's not in there. Just the challenge against going against him over the last couple of years, he definitely takes some plays that you'd like to have in the game plan, and he just it, it, it wipes him out because you can't protect or maybe – at the point of attack and some of the runs, he's just that big of a problem. So, yeah, he's he's a monster to prepare for. You know, you would have thought that with the bye week, with an extra day, that it would the game planning would have been much smoother yesterday. It, it still was the same issues if it were any other normal week in terms of uh, it just creates a lot of conversation and you, you got to problem solve. And he's just as good as they get. Uh, real quick, Mike, before I let you go to break, I wanted to ask you, you know, you mentioned Romeo Dobbs not getting a lot of playing time. How, he started to get a really good rapport with Aaron Rodgers before he went down with that ankle injury. How much do you think they play him? Well, you know, or is Lafleur sleight of hand? Is he, is he playing games with Sean McVay, you know, and Raheem Morris? Because, I mean, it, he was close. I mean, they had him out there running around at Soldier Field, and it was a you know last-minute decision to, to him. Mean, he thought he was going to go against the Bears game. Now you've got a whole bye week after that. 
So, you know, common sense says, yeah, we don't want to just run them out there for uh, 70 snaps. Uh, so maybe there's 20, maybe there's 30. The good news is, Bill, you got everybody else back. I mean, they've, they, we were joking that you, he could go five wide for the first time because all the guys that they had, you know, week one, uh, even Sammy Watkins is out there. They are deep at wide receiver for maybe the first time the whole season. So Rodgers has got plenty of options Monday night. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. By the way, Amari Rogers was saying some things about Aaron Rodgers that uh, he said, quote, and speaking of Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't really have conversations outside of football with many people. So that kind of maybe played a role in him not being there, obviously, just not being able to feel personable towards him, not all connected. So you didn't feel comfortable to say things or communicate the way you wanted to because of all of that played a part more than anything and to him not having any success there. And then it said that the majority of young players are just scared to talk to him. He's uh, almost unapproachable. Has Ben, has ben got him. that drop? Has Ben got that drop where he's, uh, what did Roger say? He's our returner. Uh, yeah, he's our punt returner. Yeah, he's our, he's our Pause. punt Pause. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> Talks about the meetings and uh, sitting in with meetings and Aaron Rodgers giving you, quote, the death stare, uh, not being Apparently they so. didn't get along, huh? Yeah, they didn't. Uh, they didn't do a whole lot there. Yeah, he's returner for us right now. He's returner. He's returner. There you have it. He's just a returner. That's, that's it. all I got. Uh, but that's it. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break, and uh, and come back and get back into it. Mike Clements standing by. Hang in there. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Second and ten, Mayfield to the end zone to Jefferson. Is that possible? Touchdown. This is impossible. They go 98 yards. I think it's really just taking things a day at a time, but hopefully we'll have a little bit more things that we can present uh, to what we know is an excellent Green Bay team. I don't care what their record is. Um, you know, know them too well, their personnel, their coaches, um, and it's going to be a great challenge going to Lambeau on Monday night. That was a big play, and uh, you got Baker Mayfield saying, it's good to be home. It's good to be home. Yeah. And then headbutting people without a helmet on, which could explain a, a lot in regards to Baker Mayfield. That being said, Mike Clemens joining us on the hotline. And, Mike, it was uh, certainly uh, – it gave that Rams team the shot of adrenaline they were lacking. It did. It was – the dramatic was a 98-yard drive then to, to win the game, uh, uh, helped by a couple of boneheaded penalties by the Raiders as well. Uh, but then, obviously, Baker Mayfield in the pocket and it, remaining cool – going through progressions of, you know, I'm not even sure if he knew some of these plays, just pretty much reacting to what the Raiders' defense was giving him. And part of that winning play to Van Jefferson down the left-hand sidelines from 20 yards out for the winning touchdown, just a few seconds left in the game, you know, to put the the Rams up 17-16 for the win. And how pathetic that the Raiders can only score 16 points, but that's got to put some fear into these Packers as to how mm-hmm. well the the Rams' defense played against them, right? Right. But there's this there's this Tutu Atwell kid they keep on talking about. He he's a Florida kid who played uh, high school, uh, played quarterback all through high school. When he got to Louisville, they made him a wide receiver. Sean McVay got him in the second round. He's been bringing him along. His first year was the year before the the Super Bowl, where he pretty much just just did returns. He's got four three speed. 
and he's coming on now in year two as a second-round pick. He had like five catches in that game against the Raiders. And, you know, this is a, this is a classic five foot nine, four three speed jet sweep kind of guy. And he said that it, it, he was interviewed and said it was actually him that sort of created the distraction to the Raiders' defense as to why that safety moved over and gave Van Johnson one-on-one down the sideline. Uh, Coach McVay called a um, full-vert place. Um, Van had a go ball. Um, it was too high safety, and the safety rolled down to cover me. And it was just one-on-one with Van, and I just seen the ball in the air, and I just already knew Van was going to get it and run up under it. So when he caught it, it was just like, let's go, man. So and we was all inside. I was happy for him, and it was a great game. The, uh, the the one thing that everybody seems to be talking about is that the weather in December in Green Bay is finally starting to it's starting to go south. It's starting to get cold. It's starting to be blustery, nasty, whatever. Uh, it is what it is. But that being said, Mike, it's something that I you can't help but think when you look at the uh, the Rams schedule, they don't have a cold weather game other than this on the docket. It's going to be something they're going to have to figure out how to adjust to. Yeah, I can tell you, I've been doing this for decades. And, you know, some stories are so predictable that I try and avoid them. And I, I was thinking about this last night. It's not me. And the players are talking about Monday night. They're bringing it up. They're ma- they're making it a story this week for whatever reason. And I don't even think that it's because, like, Matt LaFleur's emphasizing it or the media's, you know, just just asking the same tired, dumb questions. Players are talking about it. And it's probably because mm-hmm. suddenly it's been kind of a mild fall and winter, and then all of a sudden we're talking about 10 above Monday night. It was just sort of throttling into the – frigid temperatures. We're sort of jumping from November to January like weather up here. Now, one player that's a former Ram, you can sort of get into his mindset, is this Justin Hollins, number 47. And I've been talking about maybe, to me, the most underreported story for the Green Bay Packers, and Joe Barry would probably like to talk about it, is, hey, man, I lost my best player with Rashawn Gary with the non-contact torn ACL on the turf at Ford Field back uh, in early November. I mean, you took away my best player on defense, and they've they've had to re- replace him with a rookie, Kingsley Enigbare, who injured his knee, as it turns out, from what I got from the injury report now. I've been talking about seeing that down in Chicago last two minutes, but he was able to practice yesterday. And then you, at the, in the end of the Bears game, you watch like the last 20 snaps, and it's this, who's number 47? And it's Justin Hollins, a guy that they picked up in November, I think that Gutekinds and his staff were kind of shocked. Actually, people that cover the Rams were shocked that this guy got cut. But you know what? The Rams are in the middle of a six-game losing streak. They were bleeding on offense. They had to make some moves. And so a guy who's one of their backup outside linebackers, which they're very strong at with Floyd and those guys, um, they, they had to let go of this special teams guy, Justin Hollins, number 47 for Green Bay, raised in Texas, played at Oregon with Justin Herbert, the Chargers quarterback, uh, got drafted by the Broncos, then ended up with the Rams last couple of years. You know, useful player. I thought he's looked pretty good. Now, he was. we asked him, what do you think those Rams, what, what's a guy like you think about this forecast coming up on Monday night? I'm not going to lie, it's cold, man. <laughs> it's cold. I woke up this morning, there was snow on the car, snow on the roads. You know, good thing I woke up a little earlier, you know, to wipe all that off and get right. But, yeah, man, it's cold out here. 
You know it's supposed to be worse Monday. That's what they say. They say it's about to be five degrees or something. Something like that. You know, but, you know, we're getting used to it as the week go on. As the temp drops, we're getting a little bit more used to it, you know. <laughs> so hopefully it'll give, it us, give us a little advantage, you know. Did you have a game like that flying in from L.A. to Buffalo or someplace like that in the last couple well, of Well, shoot, we uh, came here in the playoffs. Yeah, we came here in the playoffs. Um, I didn't play last year when we came here. I was recovering from the peck. But, yeah, we came out here then. It was cold. I don't know what it was then. But you for sure seen your breath, and everybody had to put Vaseline on. So <laughs> I couldn't feel my toes. <laughs> Vaseline, couldn't feel my toes. Uh, Mike, the big question is, you know, we all know what the scenarios are, but it requires the Packers winning out. Uh, and coming back from a bye, obviously getting the win over the Bears and the way they did it and, and looking like the defense suddenly woke up in the fourth quarter and and gave themselves a, a little bit of a spark. Uh, the, the question is, is there that energy around the building to say, wait a minute, as poorly as we played, we still have a shot? Right. And then, you know what, Bill? That's the question I wanted to ask to get some of these veterans off to the side and say, you know, look, you know, hasn't been a great year. And now, you know, you come back from this bye and you feel pretty good and nobody wants to have some kind of an injury now that's going to result in surgery in January to get ready for next year and, you know, put your, your job, your job security in, in jeopardy when they start, you know, revamping the roster next March. And, and, you know, even if they won all four somehow, how good of a team are they really? How, how deep could they, could they go in the playoffs? So I asked Dean Lowry, who, you know, his first couple of years here to me, you know, was an okay player, learning, smart guy out of Northwestern. He really is a pretty smart guy. Uh, but then you know, he came on, and they gave him the contract, and they cut Mike Daniels. Remember that? Just before the start mm-hmm. of training camp a couple of years ago. So I went to Dean, and I said, are you convinced – are you convinced now that this team is back from their bye, you're rested, and you're ready to make this a 4-0 run? Absolutely. You know, I think we have the guys in our, our locker room that are full of pride and leadership, and I'm um, seeing our offense play better week after week. Uh, I think we're trending in the right direction, and defensively we've got to just keep being consistent. All it takes is momentum, and I think if we can get one like we did last week and keep it going, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be fine. What you're not looking for is somebody to get cold, and then somebody to kind of, you know, phone it in, uh, just where they just kind of go through the motions one way or the other. They're kind of just, you know, looking to, to get through the remainder of the season, that type of thing, Mike. Right. If one other team goes up by three scores or something, you can see these guys unplug and say, okay, that's it. Our season's over. You know, let, warm up the bus, warm up the team plan, whatever, warm, warm up my, my uh, SUV out there, uh, mm-hmm. and let's just get it over with. Uh, particularly in like what it's going to feel like out there Monday night. There are guys that have flashed uh, for this team, just like last year. Last year you had Devondre Campbell, Rasul Douglas, Flash, and they were rewarded in the offseason with contracts. This year it's Keyshawn Nixon as a returner, like best-looking returner you've had in a while. Oh, by the way, he's right. picks, too. And then Rudy Ford, who played for the Cardinals, and then the Jags, he's had some injuries but, you know, as a special teams guy who's come up with some big plays in the game against Dallas, he recovered a fumble in the game against the Bears. And so, and he doesn't talk a lot, but I, I got him to talk yesterday and I said, do you have any concern that there's some players, you know, you're, you're throwing your body on the line. We can see it. What about these other guys? Is anybody going to phone it in? That's just not the character of the guys in this uh, locker room. You know, we got guys that's uh, going to continue to fight to the last whistle and uh, every play. A lot of good players in here. 
been in a really cold game before in your time with the Cardinals, and what did you learn? When I was with the Cardinals? Yeah. yeah, you know, we, we came up here and it was snowing, windy. Yeah, it was cold, actually. When we came up here to play, it was snowing. Yeah, I mean, you just got to be focused on the game. It's going to be cold and wind, snow and all that. So, you know, just kind of just stay locked in, get close to the heaters, but stay locked in on the task at hand. This is a uh, unfamiliar territory for the Green Bay Packers, uh, you know, in a while. I mean, considering that since Matt LaFleur even has gotten here, I was talking about this earlier, that it's been kind of the 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 magical ride of 13 wins per season, and he's looked like the golden child. This is a lot of adversity for a lot of these guys. Yeah, three years in a row, we were all, all we did was talk about was uh, we've got to hang on to that number one seed. you got to maintain home field advantage. That's so important to us. And now, you know, you're – some people are fighting for their jobs up here. And, mm-hmm. I, by the way, Rudy Ford, he mentioned about the one time he played a Lambo with the Cardinals. You know what that was? 2018. I go, oh. Mm-hmm. I said, Rudy, yeah. do you know what happened after that game? McCarthy got fired. He goes, yep. really? Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? so, that was a pretty dramatic cold game up here. Yeah, so so you talk to the veterans. You go to safety Adrian Amos and say, this is Aren't you going to be out there and say, wow, look look where we are now. I mean, we've been knocking on the door at one of an NFC championship. Here we're sitting out here now in late night in December. We're 5-8. and eight. We're going against the defending Super Bowl champion Rams. They're 4-9. That's got to feel kind of surreal. That's just been yeah, we just, we gotta be locked in. That's that's it's no margin for error. Period. This is the NFL. You know what I'm saying? It's, as you see around the league, uh, teams that you you thought, you know, what I'm saying who who would have thought that um, us and the Rams would be, you know, what our record is right now, playing against each other. Um, but that's why you gotta play the game. You gotta play every game, um, and, and, and how things work out. You know, we can't we can't take back, you know, certain games we shouldn't have lost early in the year. We can't take that back. All we can do is make sure we win these, you know, next games and then let the chips fall where they may. I think this is the first time Adrian Amos, since he's come to Green Bay, has been in this kind of a situation, right? Right. They've had these runs, you know, six, seven games in a row. And so that's what I asked him. I said, since since you left the Bears and came to Green Bay, have you ever had the situation where you literally had your backs to the wall like this? Not since been here, no. Yeah. But um, it's just about... You know, just just each and every game. Every every game is important. It's just you know we made our playoffs come a little bit early. Well, the defending champs are coming to town. They're terrible. The Packers are at least trying to pick up the pieces and still have light at the end of the tunnel. This is not the Titanic matchup Monday Night Football was hoping for. But uh, as far as the Packers goes, at least at least there's still that light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Good point. This is not what the schedulers had in mind. They thought this was a the top of the NFC, you know, conference yeah. battle as opposed to two teams scraping and clawing at least one of them for a wild card spot. All right. Oh, Bill, you there? Yeah, let, yeah I'm here. I was going to say, let's, let's do this. We'll go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more with Mike Clemens. We'll wrap it up. Coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You see Lazard, who went out a couple of plays to go back in. Second and 11, just pitched it to the edge to Aaron Jones. Inside the five and in the end zone for a Green Bay touchdown. Welcome back. Final segment before we get out of here. 
Good to have you on board. By the way, the first uh, the first bowl game is over. And just as it is, the rain begins to fall. But uh, that being said, uh, you've got UAB getting a win over Miami of Ohio. Ben Roethlisberger, by the way, Ben, was in attendance. Did you see him on the sideline? Yeah, he looks like he could still be playing. Definitely. He does. He looks, he looks bad. Looks like he's thinned down a little bit. That was sarcastic. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Mike Lemons joining us on the hotline before we get out of here. So, Mike, um, the, the other... Uh, well, a good piece of news coming out of Green Bay is that you had uh, the uh, uh, Aaron Jones, and I the the he's got the Walter Payton Community Award nomination. He's got the Rooney Award nomination. He's got he's got all these different things and being recognized for it. Yeah, the Walter Payton Man of the Year nomination. That's the second year in a row, and that's for the guy that does stuff you know in the in the community. And you know he's he was just down in the Milwaukee area during during his bye week donating like 200 shoes to a school down there. And then there's this Art Rooney from the Pittsburgh Steelers Sportsmanship Award, and that's how you know you carry yourself amongst uh, other players, your opponents, working, dealing with the referees and everybody involved in game day. And so you know, we talked to Aaron Jones uh, about these nominations and awards coming his way. It means a lot. I feel like that. I feel like that's the MVP off of the field, and uh, so to be recognized for that, knowing that all the work that you do off the field, outside of football, you know, giving back, it doesn't go unnoticed. And then uh, sportsmanship, uh, is, that's big to me. Uh, you know, I, I treat everybody with respect. You know, so really, I don't really get out there and talk too much trash. Uh, and I think that's just the way you're brought up, the way you learn to play the game, and um, and then you got guys around you who keep uh keep you intact with that so uh it's definitely something special special to me and it's an honor though he gets recognized by his teammates too mike which is which is cool aaron Rodgers had a lot of praise for him also and you've done two one-hour shows with him here in green bay you've talked to him when he's been out there to visit and do marketing at super bowl and he, he always brings his mom right and of course, right. the tragedy with you know his dad suddenly dying, basically of COVID before the vaccination came out. They moved around. Both parents involved in the military, and he's got this program. He calls it Yards for Shoes. So every yard he gets this year, that means another pair of shoes for some kid at one of these schools. And I found out that there's he's got a buddy on the on the team that's matching it for every yard up to fifty thousand dollars donation, mm-hmm. and that's from Aaron wow. Rodgers. They have the same birthday, and Rogers talks awesome. about his teammate Aaron Jones. He's one of the one of the finest dudes I've ever played with. He's a first class first class guy. Everybody loves him. You know, we were doing a kind of a, a straw poll. A few of us uh, beginning of the year talking about like who are the top five favorite players on the team, and everybody had Aaron Jones. And this kind of guy is. He's just he's a real lovable guy. He's got a great attitude about him. Every day seems to be a good day for him. If you're ever feeling crappy or you didn't have a great night of sleep or you're in your head about something, you know, go over and give AJ a hug and uh, you'd have a better day. So love, love Aaron. He's a special guy. He's gone through a lot of hardship, you know, and heartache himself, but always keeps a good attitude about it. And the stuff that he does in the community is fantastic. Uh, he's got a great – obviously he was, he was raised – uh, you know, uh, in kind of a strict environment, but uh, the things he took from it, the yes sir, no sir stuff has never changed. And I think there's a special beauty about that uh, uh, classic nature to him and just love playing with him. Uh, he's a special guy. 
Uh, Mike, so they have practice today. They got it again tomorrow. Uh, Sunday is their usual Saturday, and then getting ready for Monday night, right? That's it. A walkthrough on Sunday. As a matter of fact, this worked out perfectly because guess what? I just got a text. Practice is over, and they're going to open up the locker room here in about five minutes. There you go. Good stuff. Mike, pleasure as always, Bob. We'll talk to you. Okay? Thank you, Billy. Thank you. There you go. We'll get Mike back again with us uh, come Monday as we really get you ready for uh, ready for uh, the Monday night football game. We'll be up there live. Don't forget, coming up Monday after the game, we got the Green and Gold postgame show as well on many of these same stations. One bowl game in the books. More to go as Bowl Mania is now underway. And uh, we've got NFL football coming up tomorrow. We've got a big weekend of sports. Going to be watching all of those scores to see if the Packers can remain in contention in some way, shape, or form for the postseason. So who knows? Who knows? Keep your fingers crossed if you're a Packers fan. It's not likely, but it's at least something to grasp onto. Get out and enjoy yourself this weekend. Have a good one. Have a safe one. Until we talk again, time for us to go. Have a good one. Sweet. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.